us, my Lord, will love me forever. From him no power of evil can sever. He gave his life to ransom my soul. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Once I was lost in sin's degradation, Jesus came down to bring me salvation, lifted me up from sorrow and shame. Now I belong to Him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Joy floods my soul, for Jesus has saved me, freed me from sin that long had enslaved me. His precious blood he gave to redeem. Now I belong to him. Now I belong to Jesus. Jesus belongs to me. Not for the years of time alone, but for eternity. Well, amen. What a great song that is, isn't it? Aren't you glad that he belongs to you? And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, that's a wonderful thing. Not only do we belong to him, the Lord knows them that are his, but, boy, I'll tell you what, we know that he's our, uh, that our, we, excuse me, he is ours as well, and that's really good. Well, tonight we are glad to continue our series on um, the ministry, and uh, tonight we have the Sunday School Ministry. So we're going to learn the ministry tonight, and so Brad's going to come and share with us about the Sunday School. Where were you at? Right over there. I can never find you. <laughs> well, good evening. It's good to be here tonight and thankful to see everyone out tonight and uh, hope you're prepared to learn about the Sunday School Ministry. Maybe uh, you're here to, tonight and you're not involved in the Sunday School Ministry. I hope that everybody, before they leave, makes a decision to get involved in the Sunday School Ministry. You say, well, we can't all be teachers and helpers and workers uh, you're right, but there's different ways to get involved. And uh, number one, uh, it, maybe you're here tonight and you're not attending Sunday school. And I want to encourage you to get plugged in and uh, to get into Sunday school class. I know it's a little tight. We've had to combine some things around here. But, man, the Lord's still working and excited about what the Lord's doing. And uh, we've got all kind of different classes for different ages. And uh, I'm excited to be... Uh, involved in a church that is concerned about folks. And uh, 
Sundays, the Sunday school ministry is a way to uh, reach out to folks, our home folks, and to bring others in. And uh, our ultimate goal there is to see others come to Christ by that. And uh, so we're going to learn some about that tonight. You know, um, as I was going over some things today, going over my list and things, I've got, we've got 26 people who are involved in the Sunday school ministry. And uh, with the different classes, with the junior church classes and uh, the kids' classes and adult classes around here. And so that's awesome. Um, but there is still a lot of areas that we could use your help. And, uh, and Lord willing, we're looking at, uh, forward to getting into our new building and seeing the, the Lord just shoot our Sunday school ministry out the roof there. And we're going to need more workers. And uh, so I would ask that you would pray about that. And maybe the Lord's speaking to you about that. And what a great privilege and, and honor it is to be able to work with the Sunday school. Uh, you know, now it's my turn uh, to get to say that it's the best ministry <laughs> that we have here at the church. And I know Brother Josh will get his last stab in there. Um, but uh, I can say that. And, you know, we joke about that and things. But, you know, when it comes down to it, man, every ministry, this church is so vital and so important. And they all have a purpose behind them. And uh, so we want to, to learn a little bit about the Sunday school ministry tonight. Uh, if you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. I'm sure you can probably guess a couple of the verses I'm going to be reading. A very familiar passage here, but just because it's familiar to us doesn't mean that we're practicing it and that it's uh, being real in our lives. And uh, it is good from time to time to go back and to see what the Lord would have for us. And, uh, you know, we see here Romans chapter 12, verses 1-2 says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's go to the Lord in prayer before we get started tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come for, uh, before you tonight, Lord, just thank you for this opportunity that we have to be in your house tonight. Lord, that we can come this midweek service and get encouraged from your word. Lord, I pray that we would leave tonight changed for the better. God, that you would speak to our hearts and, Lord, that we wouldn't turn you away but that we would examine ourselves tonight, Lord, and that we could become more plugged in, Lord, that we could get even more involved in your work. And we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You know, uh, in the Old Testament, when we uh, think of sacrifice, we think about the animal sacrifices there that had to be made for sin. And, you know, there was some requirements for that sacrifice. Hey, they couldn't just go out and get uh, whichever animal they wanted, but no, they had to get the one that was without spot or blemish. There no uh, broken bones or things. They had to offer the best that they had for that sacrifice. You know, I'm thankful that Jesus Christ made the ultimate sacrifice for us one day. Hey, we don't have to make those sacrifices for our sin today because that was made when Jesus Christ shed His blood on the cross of Calvary for our sins. And when he, that blood was spread on the mercy seat there, He was satisfied. And I'm thankful we don't have to offer up those sacrifices anymore, but our spiritual lives and Christians speaking, hey, we still have to offer up sacrifices today. Hey, our body is to be a living sacrifice, as we read there um, in our text. 
And you see, um, a lot of churches and Christians today have been uh, conforming to world philosophies and worldly standards. And we see there in verse number 2, it says, And be not conformed to this world. And that's a warning that God gives us. Hey, the Lord knows what the future, the Lord knew what we were going to be facing before we were even thought of. And you know, that's the same thing with God's sacrifice. We look at God as the ultimate sacrifice. You know, we don't necessarily know what's coming our way. Hey, God knew the pain, the sacrifice that He was going to have to make, and yet was still willing to do that. It's amazing to think of the sacrifices that our Lord Jesus Christ made to us. But, you know, we can't get caught up in uh, the world's philosophies that, hey, it's okay to get rid of these standards and requirements because, you know what, really that's just uh, throwing people off. You know, that's not inviting. You've got to conform to the world to reach people. Hey, but that's not what the Bible tells us. Hey, and that's where we stand on what the Bible tells us. And, you know, sometimes I think we can be guilty of thinking that God requires too much of us. But I always come back to this verse, and man, God just always puts this verse on my mind that this is just our reasonable service. And man, I love to think about that because, you know, we all know there's nothing that we could do to pay back the Lord Jesus Christ. Hey, but we could at least be found faithful in our reasonable service. Hey, maybe tonight we've slipped away a little bit. We've got out of our reasonable service. Sometimes we think, Man, we're such a great Christian and we're doing so much for the Lord. But really, we know God could do it without us. Hey, but that, that it is a privilege and an honor to be able to be used by the Lord. To be used in the ministry. It said, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Hey, Satan's trying to attack our thoughts and our thinking today. Because long before we do anything, it starts with our thinking and with our thoughts. Hey, before we take an action, before we decide what we're going to do, we process that. We think about it. Hey, but are we thinking about the consequences that it's going to have? Are we thinking about the pleasure that it's going to have to self? Hey, what are our motives behind those decisions? Whether it's good or bad. Hey, that's Satan's attacking our thought process, our thoughts today. You know, I want to, uh, I've got just a little PowerPoint here, and uh, I want to share just a little bit about the Sunday School Ministry, some things um, that, uh, requirements and some things that we go over, and uh, see how you can get plugged in uh, in the Sunday School Ministry. And, uh, you know, I'm thankful that we've got uh, a group of people that are willing to just get involved, and uh, I don't have a lot of people coming up to me and say, you know what, I just don't like this rule. I just don't like this requirement. Hey, I'm not going to do that. And you know what that shows to me? That, that's a, they've got the right attitude. Hey, if we've got somebody that's constantly battling with the rules and regulations of things that set in place, and that tells me there's a heart issue. Hey, because out of the heart of the issues of life. And you know, I'm thankful, but I'm going to go over uh, some things here today. And uh, you can see the Sunday school ministry here. I hope you'll be loving it by the time we're done with this slideshow here. <clears throat> you know, when I think of rules and regulations, you know, we're surrounded by them everywhere, every day. And uh, I was trying to find 
um, requirements for my, my old steak and shake job, but I just couldn't find them that, that easily online. But I did find McDonald's. And so uh, we're going to look at just a couple of these and compare tonight. Uh, you see, employee job requirements. McDonald's has certain guidelines for each of their employees to follow. Employee uniforms. New employees will be provided with uniform, shirts, hats, and name tags. You must provide your own pants. Acceptable uniform pants are black dress pants. Unacceptable pants include, but are not limited to, Jinkos, wide leg jeans, jeans with wide stitching on the seams, warm-up pants, and running suit pants. See, this guy does not have the proper uniform on. Okay, he's got his hat turned sideways, and it looks like his pants are dragging the ground there. But, you know, this guy definitely does not have the right attitude about it either. But you know what? There's some definite guidelines. They even tell you what you can't have. Hey, this is what you do have to wear. This is what you can't wear. You are responsible for cleaning and maintaining your own uniform, and you may not come into work if you are not completely dressed in uniform. Now, isn't that something? There's even a consequence for showing up and not being prepared for the job. Hey, they'll say, you will not be able to run your shift today if you don't come properly prepared, if you're not in the right uniform. Now, let's look at some of our uh, Sunday school workers' requirements. And I know Brother Kavanaugh hit a few of these um, last week with his, but we'll run over these real quick. We see our dress and appearance here, men, dress, pants, shirt, tie, and appropriate shoes. Hair is to be neat and appropriate length, no piercings. Uh, women, dress or skirt, appropriate top. Dresses and skirts to the bottom of the knee and no slits above the bottom of the knee or sleeveless tops. Uh, number two, workers are required to participate in visible outreach. Hey, it's important that we put an emphasis on soul winning. And, uh, you know, we believe and we know that God has commissioned us to the great commission of being a witness and going out. And uh, as a leadership role at our church, hey, it's important that you're involved in the soul winning outreach. And we want to be uh, putting that example and showing that example um, to the kids and the adults that we'll be teaching. Three, workers are responsible for setting up their own classrooms. And so that's a little, you know, you get to decorate your classroom, enjoy that. Uh, we have a few classrooms that we share here, um, but we haven't had any fights yet. Uh, the teachers do a good job about working with that. And, uh, but uh, we do, uh, you're responsible for that. Workers are expected to be here 20 minutes before the service. Uh, it's not good if the teacher is late. Uh, the kids do not do well without any supervision in there. Found that out. Neither do adults. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, it's important that, and the main emphasis, you know, to meet and to greet the parents, they drop off their kids. Hey, we want a warm environment. Hey, we want uh, visitors and families to be able to come and feel like, hey, I have no problem entrusting my kid uh, with this Sunday school worker or teacher. And uh, so that's very important. Number five is huge. And uh, you see I highlighted a few things there. Workers are required to bring a smile and a good attitude. And this should be for all Christians, all services, any time. Uh, you know, I think Pastor mentioned the other day, hey, if you're having a bad day, just hide it. Just try not to show everybody that uh, you're having the the horrible, no good, very bad day, 
whatever that book is. I think it's something like that. But, uh, you know, everything goes wrong. But hey, it's important because in the classroom, hey, your attitude is what's going to be spread about. That's what's going to be caught. And, man, if we're excited, we've got a good attitude, we've got a smile on our face, that's just going to uh, start us off right. Number six, workers are required to attend all Sunday school meetings. Uh, this one's a tough one. Uh, we have this once a month on Wednesday nights at 6 o'clock. And uh, I know there's some work uh, issues there and conflicts and things. Um, but uh, I do appreciate everybody who can make it to those and who does. Number seven, workers are expected to pray for their children. Uh, you know, this is real basic and real simple. But man, if you don't care about your children, if, if you're not willing to pray for them, then there's obviously a problem there as well. And, uh, you know, even for that kid that causes you the most trouble, hey, the more you pray for him, the more you're going to enjoy that kid. And uh, so it's so important that we're daily praying for our children, uh, for our adults. You know, sometimes we think Sunday school, we only think kids. But, man, there's adult Sunday school classes. Hey, this is for adults, too. And uh, so we'll hit that a little along the way, too, as well. And then number eight there, the King James Version is to be used at all times. Hey, it's very important. Uh, the King James Bible is the only Bible we use and believe that's the Word of God. And we don't want to compromise that in any way at all. So those are some requirements. Say, well, what's some benefits of Sunday school? Well, I see one benefit is that it provides a structure for teaching God's Word. Hey, it's important that we're here um, at church when the doors are open to hear the preaching of God's Word. But we also need to be able to, to be taught the Word of God. And this is a, a structured way. You know, they say if, if you don't plan to do something, it won't get done. Hey, we've planned this. We've built this in the structure to help you. Hey, if you're not involved, if you're not attending a Sunday school class, you're not hurting anyone except for yourself and others around you, really, because, you know, it is an encouragement when you see other people there. And it, it's so important. But for our own personal uh, daily uh, making it through and week by week that we get all uh, the teaching of God's word that we can. And man, the fellowship that comes along, there's so much more that comes along with it as well. Also gears Bible teaching to certain age groups. You know, I'm glad that we have a two and three year old class. We don't have a two and three year old class all the way up to sixth grade in one class. You know, that would be a little difficult to teach two year olds and sixth graders at the same time. But we have classes for twos and threes, fours and fives, and then all the way up to sixth grade. Then we have our singles class, our young married, and our adult class as well. So it's, a, it's really great how, you know, uh, you can get to fellowship and bond with people your age, uh, you know, with different outings and activities that they offer along the way. And so it's great to be able to get around people your same age and uh, to get that Bible teaching once again. It's also a form of discipleship. Hey, this is a, a next step in your Christian walk and continuing to take those next steps. And, man, as we study the Word of God and, and learn the things of God, and, and we don't do it just to fill an hour of time each week, but we do it to, because we need it. We need it. We're constantly um, out fighting the world, you know, and we only come, get to um, church, you know, Sundays and Wednesdays. Man, we need all that we can to go up against Satan. Hey, he's constantly firing those uh, fiery darts against us. And so it's a great form of discipleship as well. And then uh, it's a great form of outreach to get folks into church and uh, just another avenue that we can use 
Um, you know, soul winning is big. Hey, reaching the lost is big. And that's why our ministries point that direction. Our ministries put an emphasis on soul winning. Hey, they're to reach our community for the gospel, with the gospel. Goals for our Sunday school. See there, the old Carousel Dinner Theater, soon to be Community Baptist Temple. Our goal is to fill that place up for the glory of God. Hey, to see God touch lives and to to save souls and to do miracles in people's lives. And uh, obviously to see souls saved and baptized. To start kids on the right path early in life. You know, I'm thankful that I had parents who raised me in a Christian home. At the age of six, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. And uh, ever since I was, actually before I was born, I was going to church. And uh, for that nine months before, I was going to church. And uh, ever since. And that's something that's so easy to take for granted. But so thankful. And man, it's never too young to start these kids on the right path. Get them plugged into the Word of God. You know, just as Brother Cowell said, hey, it's not all about fun and games. Hey, we have a a schedule that we stick to. It's important that we stick to a schedule, make things flow and properly and decently in order. But, you know, they they get their memory verses. Hey, you say, well, those little kids, they can't read yet. Exactly. Hey, Mom and Dad need to help them. Hey, it's a way to get families involved. Hey, we ought to be helping our kids learning the Word of God. And uh, that's a way that we can reach... And also, like I said, to, to help adults take that next step in the Christian life. And then to reach families. You know, um, we can reach families um, by kids getting involved or by uh, reaching the families and then getting their children involved. But either way you look at it is a great outreach to getting families um, in the church. And, um, you know, I was talking, talking to um, somebody a few weeks ago. And uh, they hadn't been church in a long time. Man, I was encouraging him, and he said he knew he needed to be in church. He said, but you know what? He said, my seven-year-old son wants to come to church. He wants to be there. I said, man, if that's not motivation, what is? I said, man, if you don't want to do it for yourself, do it for your kid. And um, so, man, kids can have a great impact on reaching those families. But, you know, as we go out and as we try... To build our Sunday schools, we've got to reach families, though. And those kids can't drive themselves here. Now, we're thankful that we have a bus ministry, and uh, Josh is going to hit on that next, uh, the next time he gets to do it. But, um, hey, for our driving crowd, we've got to reach families to build our C Sunday school and uh, to, to build those lives and to reach families for the cause of Christ. You know, getting involved in the work of the Lord always pays off. God always blesses faithfulness of his workers and labors. And as a Sunday school teacher at Community Baptist Temple, you know, we have the opportunity to invest in influence in lives. You know, you may be teaching in one of your classes the next great preacher or missionary or evangelist of our time. Sometimes we don't give these kids um, enough credit. You know, we just think, oh, they're just kids. Hey, but we've got to be looking beyond that. Hey, we're preparing them for the future. Hey, it does matter. Hey, that two, year, two and three-year-old class, hey, that matters. Hey, that's, we're building the foundation. We're starting the foundation there. But the foundation has got to be started at home. 
we're building on the foundation. We've got to get that backing from the home and where it's got to start. You know, uh, some of this may sound kind of a repeat from Brother Kavanaugh, but, you know, as parents, you know, I like how I can say as parents now. (laughs) Hey, it's not the church's job to raise our kids. It's not the church's job to give them all the biblical background and Bible teaching. But it's the church's job to reinforce what's been done at home and to build on that and to help them take the next step and to grow and to be an encouragement to them. You know, but none of that's going to happen by us just sitting on the sidelines. Hey, if we want to see God do something great, We've got to get involved. We've got to get right in the middle of it. You know, this. Um, I had to steal this illustration from Pastor Angel at the uh, youth rally. And uh, it was a really powerful illustration, but and I want to look at it from a different perspective. And uh, so I'm going to have Brother Josh, you come up here and help me. Uh, Brother uh, Kavanaugh, if you can come up here. And Brother Nate Weiser and Cody, if you could help me, okay? Okay, you're going to be in the middle, okay? You're going to be the the teenager, okay? And uh, we're going to have a parent here. You're going to be in front, okay? We got a Sunday school teacher here and a youth pastor over here, okay? And his point was talking about being a hedge and how the teenagers, when they're a bucking authority and when they're not submissive to their parents, and they're trying to fight their way out of the hedge. What they don't realize when they're trying to fight their way out of the hedge, that that just gives Satan a great target, an opening for those fiery darts. You know, when they're surrounded, bringing in just a little bit tighter there. I know he's a little guy there, okay? Man, when he's in the hedge, he's safe. Hey, they're taking the attack for him. And that is important that children are uh, obedient to their parents. And that's something foundational that we teach. Hey, to obey your parents. Hey, to obey God. It's all about obedience. But, you know, when he was given this illustration, and, of course, he was focusing on teenager, I was focused on the outside. Because I feel as today in our world and society that we've got parents and Sunday school teachers that are sacrificing the hedge. Hey, they're, they're giving up. The kid doesn't even have a chance to get the hedge because we're giving up on them. Hey, we're saying God's asking too much. Hey, there's too much of a requirement here. I can't do this. Hey, maybe I, I'll do it on Sundays to make it look good, but I don't want to live the life seven days a week. So we got parents that are dropping out. Hey, we've got Sunday school teachers that are dropping out. And man, now the kid is exposed. There's so many openings. There's so many ways for the devil to get in and to attack. You guys can be seated. Thanks. Hey, we've got to make sure today that we are doing our part, that we are standing in the hedge. Hey, you may not know how important. Hey, that child in your class might not be getting the protection from his parent at home. Hey, we can't force that on him. But you know what? We can make sure we stand our ground. Hey, and we need some people in our church. Hey, if there's a void, if there's an opening in the hedge, we've got to stand up. We've got to fill in. Hey, the, the firing line is open today because we've got too many dropouts, too many casualties. They're giving up on the work of God and the things of God. And too many young people 
are going by the wayside because of us. Because we stepped out of the way. Because we weren't where we needed to be with the Lord. We weren't taking on our responsibilities as a Christian. You know, just because you're not a Sunday school teacher here at Community Baptist Temple doesn't mean that you're excluded from the responsibilities of a Christian. Responsibilities of a Christian. Moms and dads, kids are looking up to you. Kids are watching you. Hey, grandma and grandpas, grandkids are watching you. Hey, aunts and uncles, nieces and nephews are watching you tonight. They're watching for that example that's put before them. They're watching for those influences. Hey, whether we like it or not, we're influencing someone somehow. Always. Whether it be good or bad. But far, far too often, in the Christian life, we want God's blessing on our life, but we don't want the sacrifice of it. Hey, we want to live a life that's pleasing to self. Hey, we want to live a life that's pleasing to me, and we want God's blessing. But it should be the other way around. Hey, that we want God's blessing, we're willing to make the sacrifice, whatever it be. That we stand out of the way. You know, the Bible tells us that we cannot serve two masters. For we will either hate the one and love the other, or else we will hold to the one and despise the other. And that's why we have generations of young people today that are falling away because we've got an older generation that's trying to serve two masters. They're trying to hold to both and they can't do it. You'll either love the one and hate the other. Hey, it's not one foot in the church and one foot out. Hey, but there's nothing more that will destroy a life of a young person than seeing his parents or a Sunday school teacher or an authority preach one thing on Sunday, but live another thing Monday through Saturday. It's all about having a consistent walk with Christ. Hey, we wonder why when they get into the teenage years or they get into that college age group that they're falling away. Some fall away on their own. Some make that choice. But there's some because we haven't done our part. And we haven't filled in the hedge. Hey, we haven't filled in the gap tonight. And they've been taking all the fiery darts of the devil. And maybe they haven't had the Christian, uh, the relationship with Christ like they need to. Hey, we're trying to fight devil in the flesh today. It won't work. Hey, but God's the one that can get us through. God's the one that can give us the strength to make it. What an opportunity we have to influence and impact young people and young adults, and older adults today. But it all starts with in our attitude. As I said before, you know, you know, sometimes you think of somebody, or, or you think of, uh, you hear, man, I would, I would love to sing specials. Man, but you hear all those requirements that Brother Josh talked about the other night? Are you kidding me? Who does he think he is? I got to be in the choir before I can sing specials? He won't even let me in the choir, so that's why I'm bitter about Josh. That's why I bring this up. Sore subject. I'm just kidding. But you know what? We can find ourselves there. Hey, we, we've all been in a rut sometime. Hey, we've all had struggles. Hey, just because maybe you're struggling, not, maybe you haven't filled that gap or that hedge like you should, 
doesn't mean that you're a horrible Christian and that God doesn't want to use you. But why carry that burden any longer? As we come down to the altar and, man, sometimes we'll pour out our heart for God. and Man, God's work in our life and we see some areas that need to be changed. We bring some things down we lay them at the altar. We pick them up and take them back with us. Well, I'll try it again. I'll give it another shot. And we wonder, why do I keep failing? Why do I keep struggling with this thing? Have you totally turned it over to God? Have you totally surrendered to God? Maybe you're here tonight and, and you're right where God wants you. Thank God for that. Praise God for that. Maybe here tonight you say, man, I know there's some places and ways that I can invest and influence somebody's life. Hey, you're already doing it, whether you know it or not. So why not take advantage of it and make sure you're doing it in a positive way? And that you're reinforcing things, the uh, biblical principles and standards and things, and issues that people may struggle with that. Hey, we're to be an encouragement, to uplift them, encourage them. There's going to be those valleys. In our Sunday school class, we've been doing a series on how to make it through fiery trials. I don't know if anybody else is getting anything from it, but I know the Lord's been using it in my heart. You know, something about being a Sunday school teacher, and God, you get, you gleam so much from it. Man, and it's exciting to, to get into the Word of God and to study it, and then that you can be a blessing to others, that you can be an encouragement, that God would allow to, to work through you. But I want to encourage you tonight to not lose out on an opportunity that God's given you. As I said, maybe, maybe the Lord's been speaking to you about working in the Sunday school ministry, or, hey, maybe there's some that can't, but you know what? One of the requirements that we had for our teacher was pray for our kids, and that's something that you could do maybe. Hey, that you could pray that that hedge would stay strong. Hey, we see too many casualties inside the church today. You know what? Satan's attacking the home today. Satan is trying to rip lives apart. And out in the world, he's being so successful. That's why it's so important that we don't give these things up. Hey, you know, there's churches that are they're giving up services. Oh, we don't need Sunday night or Wednesday. Sunday morning's just fine. Hey, they're giving up Sunday school classes. Hey, we don't need that. We'll just have... They're missing the point of it, though. Hey, we need this. Hey, that's why I want to encourage you tonight to get plugged in. Whether it is being a teacher or a helper, or maybe it's just, hey, maybe I need to be more faithful to my Sunday school class. Hey, there's nothing more encouraging than man, to see in that Sunday school grow. And man, to see others. Maybe you're faithful in Sunday school, but maybe you can do a better job at encouraging others to come. And influencing. Hey, grabbing your neighbor saying, hey, you want to come to Sunday school with me? And uh, what an opportunity. And, and I'm so thankful to be able to be a part of the Sunday school ministry. And you know, we looked at different requirements for the world. And someone says, well, you know, that's what I have to do for my job to get a paycheck. Hey, we're talking about something way more important than a paycheck. Hey, we're talking about eternal rewards. And that's what kind of benefit and payoff the Sunday school ministry has, eternal rewards. We may never see it here on this earth, but up in heaven we'll see the influence and the impact 
that we have in people's lives. Let's bow our head, close our eyes.